Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. We are live streaming on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host right now. Rumble.com slash Casey the host. And uh, we got open lines. What, at 4 o'clock? We do that at 4 o'clock, right? Open lines at 4 o'clock. I got to work today. True story. Not a single car at all. Just me. I almost posted a video of it. I came really close. Everybody's gone. At the end of the day, yesterday, everybody's like, we're gone. Everybody's out. Here's me. It's Ben. Sit. <laughs> Sit, man. We're it. We're it. Everybody else took the weekend off. All right, so cue my audio, please. Uh, I've got to do this to you. I do apologize, but I have to do this to you. You've got to hear some of the stuff that that Joe Biden said last night. I think it's imperative. Um, I know that many of you have seen many of the clips, and some of you might have even watched it. Some of you probably tried to avoid it. I had a funny little video that I just played for the audience about it here uh, on the live stream, but I want to just, I'm look, this is just like 26 seconds of it, okay? I'm not going to give you a lot. Just like 26 seconds of Joe Biden's speech last night. Cue it. Here we go. Du, meine Arbeit für Richtigkeits, ob du glaubst, dass ich fleißig gewesen bin, dass ich gearbeitet habe, dass ich mich in diesen Jahren für dich eingesetzt habe, dass ich anständig meine Zeit verwendet habe im Dienste meines Volkes. Gib du jetzt deine Stimme ab. Wenn ja, dann tritt für mich ein, so wie ich für dich eingesetzt bin. Yeah, that was that was about it. It's about as understandable too. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Somebody just said Bitler. We'll make we'll make uh we'll make Joe Biden Bitler now. So there we go. I'm gonna roll with that. Look, there are a few people in the news media who are running around and repeating the exact same phraseology that was used by the White House and was issued by the White House. Uh, They are trying to tell you that this was not a political speech and your taxpayer dollars paid for it, not campaign funds. And the reality is that this was a political speech right before an election. This has never happened before, by the way, by a president ever, ever in the history of the country. Right before an election where they use taxpayer dollars instead of campaign funds to actually give a political speech while pretending it's not a political speech. And they're doing this because they're trying to skirt the law. Now, the reality is that this is not just morally reprehensible. There is a very good chance that this could be butting up against some, some legal issues. Do I expect anything to come from that? No. Because everything is done in a way that just, you know, just barely kind of puts them outside of, of illegal behavior. I made a GIF today. And I know that everybody saw the exact same images that we all saw, and they all looked out there, and they go, why does he have a red backdrop? Why is he framed that way? Whom have we seen throughout history that is framed that way, with that type of a backdrop? And the answer is many, many tyrants. It's one of the reasons that the imagery that was used by Biden and his team last night are duplicated in Hollywood movies when tyrants speak. And I'm not exaggerating. I have posted montages of this today. But I think the most chilling part, I made a gif of the moment the Marines came out. They saluted. 
And the moment they saluted, the white lights turned to red. And then Biden came out. And I don't care who you are, if you don't think that that was an attempt at intimidation, you're wrong. Marines never should have been in that video. They never should have been in the backdrop. They're forced to be there. I don't hold any malice against them. They never should have been there. They never should have been used as props that way. Nobody, Republican, Democrat, should ever use the military's props that way. That was an attempt to intimidate people. Because you just changed the color palette from a bright, elegant, soft white light to accent that building to a dark and stark red. And then you came out there and you called half of the country extremists and you issued a veiled threat against them. Amid the backdrop of Marines. And as I said yesterday, when we were highlighting what Joe Biden said in Pennsylvania at his earlier speech, when he said, yo, these Americans, uh, they're going to be shooting at uh, these guys over here. And I I made the comment that, yeah, there's a good chance that the guys that he's pointing to right there are probably going to be on your side, not his. We have never in our country's history, and I know that a lot of people over many different administrations have made this hyperbolic comment I understand that. But you can't watch what happened last night. You cannot watch that as an as a reasonable individual and get a little bit nervous. I'm going to be making a video over the weekend where I'm going to juxtapose Trump's unity speech with this unity speech. Now, for those of you who don't remember... Trump hugged the American flag multiple times. Trump would constantly call for unity. He would talk about the greatness of Americans, both Republican and Democrat. He would often talk about how we would come together after a tragedy and we work together as one and that the future was bright for all of us. He would often do that. He never stood up in any one of his speeches and blasted half of the country. Never happened. There were times where he would refer to mobs and violence and biased coverage that would hide those things, that, that was certainly true. But he never got up there and demonized all of his political opponents. He never demonized Democrat voters. He didn't do that. Biden has done it repeatedly. When you watch, I want you to go watch the GIF, because I know that some of you are probably like, oh, it was just a speech, whatever, it's just a thing. Maybe some of you saw the picture and like, that's weird. Maybe some of you are like, why is it red? It's a little strange, a little odd. Watch the gif that I posted on Truth Social. Watch the theatrics of this and tell me that this doesn't mimic in great detail exactly what Hitler and Stalin did. And I know that there are a lot of people in our political world that have made claims like that in the past. This one is an accurate statement. Or you go out there, you flank yourself in red, you've got armed military behind you, and you issue veiled threats and insults at your political rivals. And then you have a bunch of people in the news media running out there and defending it. Defending democracy is not political. That's what the White House said. So all of the the journalists that you have out there going, defending democracy is not political. First of all, it is political if you're defending democracy. Second of all, you're not defending democracy. The Democrats are the ones that are constantly trying to erode democracy. 
And I know that you know that. I know the vast majority of people who listen to the show know that. And I know the vast majority of the people on the other side know that because they hate democracy. They don't want it. They just want to use its tools to oppress others until they can bring the whole system down. What happened last night was a national disgrace and shameful. Go look at the gift that I made. White soft light would have been, I would have been perfectly happy to have him have that soft white backdrop, made no, no difference. You know, if he's given the speech in the place that we declared independence from the British. He's given a speech in the place that set off the Revolutionary War. Don't forget that. But had it been the soft white lights that are always there, wouldn't have had any issue. Then the Marines salute, and the lights go red. And then he and his wife walk out. And at that point, he starts demonizing the vast majority of you. Attacking you. Lying about you. That's what he did. And he did it with two armed Marines behind him. This is what despots do. This is what totalitarians do. This is what history's dictators have always done. This is the exact same theatrics. Isn't it interesting that when Donald Trump just wanted a military parade to honor those who served our country, he was acting as if he were a dictator and mimicking what they do in North Korea, and it was a threat to democracy. Joe Biden threatening half of the population and encouraging the other half of the population to turn against them dehumanizing that population and doing it with Marines behind him somehow was a defense of democracy. But a military parade to honor those who served our country was a threat to it. I'm going to play you some of the clips for those of you who have not heard. I'm going to play you a lot. I promise I won't play you a lot. Don't need to. But I will play you some of those clips. Coming up, Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Some people are calling and asking where they can find that gift that I made. It is on Truth Social, okay? And everybody can join Truth Social now. I still get a couple of people who are like, oh, it's not on Google. And because of what Google did where they killed off the app here a couple of days ago, it is still on the web. You can go to truthsocial.com. You can sign up there. And if you are on Truth Social, go ahead and follow me at Casey, the host. Again, that's C-A-S-E-Y. And I have the GIF up there right now, as well as a link to the live stream on Rumble where you can go and hang out with us. Got a couple of other memes up there as well about what happened yesterday. Um, so cue my audio, please. I'm just going to play a couple of uh, clips from uh, what Biden said last night. Just want you to listen to him. And I, I may or may not feel like providing commentary. And now America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. Everything the left accuses the right of doing, they themselves are doing. We already know that. 
We already know. Everything he just said about so-called MAGA Republicans is what his political allies do now. They're the ones committing violence in the streets. They're the ones who live in lies. That's the truth. Here's another part. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. So do you. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. Okay, once again, everything that he and his political allies are doing, not you, not Trump supporters, what he and his political allies are doing. You don't respect the Constitution, says the guy who is trying to rewrite and take away the Second Amendment. To the guy that has used his administration to get social media to keep you and journalists from being able, and doctors from being able to say what they want to say in the de facto town square. But you're the ones that don't believe in the Constitution, right? And right now they're working to get people in power. You mean through a free election process. That's what this is about. Allow me to spend about three minutes here playing you several Democrats denying the legitimacy as he talks about they don't they don't want to accept the results of the last election. Okay, let me let me just play you three minutes of a 10 minute clip that I have of prominent Democrats, including Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and others, Hillary Clinton and others. Definitively denying the results of the 2016 election. Let me just have a listen. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put in the office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump 
is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is a legitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. There absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. So that was a very tainted election. And in that sense, it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So do you believe President Trump? That was Jean Pierre, by the way, tweeting that. Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. <laughs> the Russian attempt to, ha- to have the election, and frankly, the FBI is uh, weighing in on the election, I think make the, make, makes his election illegitimate. There was a widespread understanding that this election was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened, Isaac. I mean, there's just a lot that I think will be revealed, history will discover. But you don't win by three million votes and have all this other shenanigan stuff going on and not come away with an idea like, whoa, something's not right here. The outcome of the election was affected by their interference. And now we need to know know, to what degree, uh, if any, the Trump campaign was actually in collusion with the uh, Russia. He knows he's an illegitimate president. So, of course, he's obsessed with me. And. I believe that it's a guilty conscience. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. Okay, uh, it goes on for another seven minutes. Those aren't members of the press. They're not celebrities. Those are members of the Democratic Party who are in executive posts right now or are in Congress. So when Joe Biden goes out there and is demonizing and dehumanizing you by saying that you won't accept the results of the last election, don't ever forget they never accepted the 2016 election. They never accepted Bush's election over Gore. Don't forget that. This is who they are. And today, I will be playing a long montage over several commercial breaks on my live stream on Rumble of leftist violence in this country. Leftist political violence with prominent Democrats and members of the press encouraging it. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, MNC News Time is 3.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, tons of people heading over to Truth Social. Appreciate the new follows. I guess all I have to do is promise you graphics and stuff, and then you show up to Truth Social finally. So I appreciate that. Thank you for those follows. Make sure you watch the live stream, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Open line starts in about half an hour at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Joining us on the line right now, we've got Bob Donarski and Ashley White. And again, this is, um, you guys wanted to talk about something that is actually happening over in, in Lakeshore County. Now, tell everybody kind of what's going on, guys. 
Well, thank you for having us on. We really appreciate it. Um, Bob, go ahead and tell them what's going on. Sure. Uh, so how you doing, everybody? Uh, so my name is Bob Donarski, and I'm with a group called We the Parents. And uh, we have a, you might know, we have a recall election happening right now for our school board. Um, we're trying to get two, uh, two candidates or two uh, current members recalled. And we are in the middle of doing battle, basically, with our, with our local and, uh, and county governments here. Because we turned in, we feel, enough petitions, enough signatures on petitions to, to get this recall election happening. And uh, we are not being allowed to do so. All right. Well, let's let's back up a little bit. Why are we pushing for the recall? What are the specific reasons that you guys are pushing for that? Ashley, I'll let you take that one. Okay. So we're basically pushing the recalls because we're um, We the Parents. Casey, I was on with you a little bit over a month ago, Mm -hmm. and we had talked about We the Parents group in Berrien County. Um, We stand for faith, family, and freedom about protecting parental rights, embracing patriotism, and removing indoctrination from our schools. So the two current board members um, that we are currently recalling in the Lakeshore District, we're recalling them um, over the masking policies that they had implemented. And um, we just feel that that should be a parental choice. And they chose to keep the masks on the children. Well, and even now we got MSNBC and even um, Leanna Wen over on CNN saying that masking was, was bad and didn't actually accomplish anything, may have caused a lot of harm. So you turn in the signatures for the recall. And Lakeshore basically, what, if I understand correctly, they invalidated, what, over 100 of the signatures? Is that correct? Yeah, they, um, so they, we claimed, I'm sorry, we turned in approximately 2,400 for each candidate. Okay. And they came back and said, you know what, only a little over 2,000 of those were valid. So they, they invalidated over 300 okay. for each reach candidate okay now this is kind of a normal process right you got to get the signatures validated you turn them in they some signatures are going to match some are not going to match they invalidate those signatures what is your contention actually happen here this seems like it's a pretty normal process well you know it, it should have been and, and you would have think that i think the key word that you just said is process and that's the part that we can't really put our finger on is what in the heck is the process um the uh, the local county clerks who went through the majority of these, um, it seems like they pretty much made up their own codes. Um, in a lot of cases, they said that um, signature doesn't match, mm-hmm. even though we ourselves, there was only about 15 or so of us who went out and got uh, and acquired signatures. And a lot of these people we know, we stood at the door with them and, and literally got their signature. A lot of times shook, shook their hand. They said, God bless you for what you're doing. Thank you so much. And then they came back and said, nah, we don't like their signature. Um, and that, that didn't happen just one or two times. I mean, that was, uh, look at my numbers here. I think we had like 70 from each candidate, which were signature doesn't match. Okay. I'm sorry, 53. And um, d- did you lot- attempt to validate those signatures after they said that they didn't match? Did you get affidavits or anything like that that you could bring back? Yes. Last night, actually, we got together as a group and we went out and we knocked on with the people we had and the time we had after normal working days. Uh, we knocked on a whole bunch of doors with about 15 people and we came back with about 60 affidavits of people saying, no, I really did sign 
Um, I, I really did sign this signature, this petition on this day. That's my signature. And we had it witnessed. In some cases, we actually had it notarized by a notary public. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of hard to do at the last minute. You know, sure. We only had one notary public available for us. So you guys actually yeah, go out there. They basically say that these signatures don't match. You go, well, we witnessed them sign them, so we'll go get affidavits proving that they did, in fact, sign this petition for this recall. You go out there, you do that, and in some cases you actually get get it notarized, and you bring it back, and what was their response to these affidavits? Um, very, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll use the word milk, milk toast. Okay, very kind of, we, we can't really say whether it would count. We can't really say whether it wouldn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter because what matters is the signature on the petition. And we didn't like it the first time. And that's it. You're out of luck. So the signature, we any kind of- so really the signature, what they're basically saying in Lakeshore is that the signature needs to match enough for them to accept it. Even if you have a sworn affidavit from the individual who signed it, that it is, in fact, their signature, and they did, in fact, sign it. But you don't need that when there's a presidential election. That's right. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we were crystal clear. Signatures must match if you're going to do a recall petition, but not if you're voting for who's going to become president. I got it. Okay. You got it. Okay. You got it. And and I'll I'll, I'll tell you, this whole thing, it really felt like... And this hit me last night because I've been with this process for a couple of months, uh, not, not quite as long as Ashley. But um, this whole thing just felt like a fool's errand. And you know what that is. It, mm-hmm. It's a task that you're given which can't be accomplished. And that's what this whole process felt like. It felt like the government had enough discretion and enough sway that they could just make the determination before we even got in there with the number of signatures. Okay. Um, we got people who are livid that their signatures were thrown away. And, well, you know, I'm, I'm, enough yeah. to I, I'm sure. And, enough to, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of people who are livid that their votes didn't count the last presidential election too. Uh, so, Ashley, I mean, what what happens now? I mean, they're not accepting well, it. You know what, Casey? Here's the thing. This is this is the most outrageous part of it is that anybody who has ever gone door to door, it takes hours of doing this, a lot of manpower of doing this. I know when we spoke the last time, I was telling you, I'm like. You know, it, it's hours. You can spend three or four hours out there and, you know, you're trying to get people at home yeah. or or any kind of situation like that. So on a great night, you were getting 10 signatures a night. So that tells you the amount of time that went into this. And guess what? Every person that knocked on a door, you remember the conversations you had with those people. I remember the exact conversations I had with them. We listened to the people of our community and we took in what they had to say and, you know, everybody has a voice, but we're feeling like the county is not letting the people have their voice. And it's not right. They signed it once. They signed it twice. Why won't the county listen to the people? Now, do you have any recourse at this point? Have they told you that you can try and gather these signatures again? Have, have they given you any options there? Are you allowed to do that? Is time up? And, and then I have one other question as well. So, well, time time is basically up. We we do have legal representation. Okay. Um, we're supposed to meet next week uh, with with the judge. There's supposed to be a hearing next week, Thursday. However, uh, let's say conveniently, the ballots, all the all the language for the ballots is supposed to be put in by next week, Tuesday, and our hearing isn't until Thursday. Oh, so yeah. we are. 
we're afraid that it's going to be a moot point when we get in front of the judge. Hmm. Now, I guess let me ask you, you've kind of answered this, but I just want to you know, officially get on the record. Do you both feel that this was people in power protecting their friends against you, the parental advocates? <laughs> Are the box wine drinkers getting together and making sure that you guys can't change the school board? Is that what we're dealing with here? <laughs> You know, it's just basically looking like nobody's wanting to listen to we the people. It's looking like the county is not letting the people speak. You know, um, we had 2,400 signatures. Those were, you know, every person went to all of those doors. We listened to those conversations. We watched those signatures. I mean, even when we reviewed the petitions and we saw the signatures that were tossed out for signatures not matching or a miscellaneous reason, um, you know, when we looked at those, we're like, I remember that person. Or, you know, I remember them telling me this story or this concern or this. And, you know, these are people, these are real people and they have voices and they should be able to be heard and they should be able to speak. Mm -hmm. And what happened is outrageous. And 2,400 signatures was not easy, but our mark was 2,165 and we exceeded that. Yeah. And that's so you needed 2,165 to to actually go go forward with the petition. Is that what you needed? Yep. Yep. That's what we needed. And so they invalidated just enough for you to not meet that mark. Yep. Oh, that's convenient. Yep. They said, yep. They said we're 146 short for one and 113 short for the other. Those are the exact numbers. Okay. And, you know, even even the county clerk came back and she says, you know, I I reviewed them again. And she was reviewing uh, one of the uh, one of the candidates. And she said, you know, I turned around 21 on my own. I, I flipped, as she put it. 21 signatures on my own where I made it invalid to valid. Well, you know, isn't, if we're all being honest here, if you just took a a first, that's your first crack at it, you know, isn't that enough evidence just to say, Hey, there's something wrong with the process. It's a totally flawed process. And you're right there on the border of having enough or not having enough. Yeah. I would assume that I would assume having sworn affidavits and stuff like that would, would be able to be weighed in on this. Has your attorney said like, because your hearing is after really the deadline, but has your attorney said like, Hey, if we win this thing, they can retroactively add, add this thing to the ballot or what is their, what is their thoughts on what could happen if you win? Let's just say you do win this thing. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's all a gray area. I mean, can we have a special election after you know, after this election, I, I don't know. It's all very gray area. What what our recourse is, you know, what 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 the end result would be if we quote unquote win. Um, you know, if you if you won, if you won after the ship set sail, well, you can't get on the ship. You know, right. Well, I'll tell you what. Keep me keep me apprised of this thing. This is um, you know, this is obviously very concerning, but not at all surprising anymore. But uh, Bob Donarski, Ashley White from We the Parents, again, this is an issue that is in Lakeshore. Uh, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you and having us on the show. And, you know, if I can add too, if anybody is in Berrien County that did sign um, our recall petition, feel free to reach out to the county and express your concerns um, because you do have a voice and we want it to be heard. Absolutely. Bob, did you have something to say? Yeah, our, our county clerk, Sharon Tyler, our county administrator, Brian DeSette, reach out to them directly and say, look, we, we want this to be 
a full count. We want it to be fair. We want to review the signatures. We want you to accept the affidavits. Just like they would do in we're not asking for any just like they would do in any election. All right, guys. Thank you so much for the time. I do appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful weekend and and a holiday, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. You bet. Thank you. You got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Yeah, that's We the Parents, Berrien County, uh, was calling us. Uh, a couple of people are asking for more information about them. Uh, again, if you missed the the gift that I posted of Joe Biden's uh, Hitler-esque speech, he is now known as Bitler on the program. So we got Whitler and Bitler now. Um, that was a very, very Nazi-esque speech. That was very Adolf Hitler. And again, it's not something that I say lightly. I really don't. But I made a gift. I put it up on Truth Social. Go to truthsocial.com. It's at Casey the Host. Just search for Casey the Host. One word, not two. Truthsocial.com, Casey the Host. And you will see it there. But it is, you, you see that the building is lit up in a soft white. The Marines come out. They stand at attention. They salute. And the lights fade from a soft white illumination of the building to a very stark, dark red. And then the Bidens come out. And like I said, this is the imagery that we have seen tyrants use throughout all of human history. And it is there's a reason that it is often duplicated by Hollywood to portray a villain. There's a reason for that. I don't know who decided to make that choice, um, but it certainly wasn't it certainly wasn't a speech to unify anybody. And at this point in time, you've got the White House scrambling desperately, including Biden himself. No, no, no. I wasn't talking about everybody who voted for Trump. Yeah, you were. Yes, you were. Every single one of them. And for those of you who've been watching the live stream, rumble.com slash Casey the host, uh, you got two commercial breaks. You've been watching left-wing violence as it continues to be an issue in this country. There's no right-wing violence out there. January 6th is all they have. They've ignored years and years and years and years and years of left-wing violence, advocation of that violence, defense of that violence, whitewashing of that violence, support of that violence. They're trying to gaslight you. Because it's a standard tactic to dehumanize their political opponents. When you dehumanize people as Hitler and the Nazis did to the Jews, you make it very, very easy for people to target them. This is what tyrants do. It's not what Americans are supposed to do. Open lines next, 574-2595-953. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Once again, I want to thank R&B Car Company locations in South Bend. Go to rbcarcompany.com. You can also watch the live stream, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Here's the deal. I'd love having you watch, Okay. It doesn't do me a lot of good to have you watch without you hitting that subscribe button. If you can hit the rumble button, that would be great too. Not required, just a polite request. Like right now, there's, you know, like 270 people watching, there's 50 rumbles. Okay. So does the rumble button help? Truthfully, I don't know. It's kind of like the like button on YouTube, but I honestly don't know if it helps the algorithm at all because we've tried pretty much everything (laughs) and I don't know if it really works. I'm not sure. 
but I desperately need your subscriptions. It's very, very important that we move away from YouTube and move away from these other platforms and stuff and get on Rumble and get on Truth Social and, and even Telegram and that sort of thing. So whatever you prefer. I'm most active on Truth Social uh, of the the social medias that are not mine. If you want to join a social media that is only dedicated to this audience, then go to btmedia.news and you can sign up for free there. Um, and then you then you can make friends with local people. You can have groups with local people. Y'all can hang out. You know, you're like-minded, that sort of stuff. All right. It is open lines. Happy Friday. I know it's before a holiday and a lot of, uh, a lot of the people who typically listen are not here today, but, you know, we still do open lines. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line is 574 25 95 95 3. That is 25 95 95 3. You can also uh, put a put a message on uh, the the live stream. I'd be happy to go and take a look at it. All right, to the phones we go. Lee, welcome to the program. Your first at bat today. Well, happy Labor Day weekend, Casey. You too. Happy Communist holiday. And I want to give a shout out uh, to Laura Smith and uh, Tommy Lee for working this morning. You said nobody was there. But, uh, well, that's because pretty- it's a true story. John skedaddled right after my show yesterday. He came down with his right. backpack on, set up the, the ball game and took off. And he said, don't call me for six hours at a minimum. And <laughs> and he was given final instructions to Tommy today. Uh, so that way he and Laura could do the morning show. But yeah, I got here this afternoon and I got here early too. Nobody here. All gone. So by the time 9 a.m. rolled around, man, everybody skedaddled out of this building for the holiday. Now, to celebrate Labor Day, one thing we got to remember, let's have a little funny. Vice President Biden was giving a Labor Day speech about a dozen years ago in Detroit. He had his U-Haul van that had all his papers in there. The van was stolen. Mm. So they they quickly found it. But still, with all the uh, shenanigans going on down at, uh, you know, with uh, President Trump, that nobody reports on the fact that uh, Vice President Biden couldn't keep his own uh, papers in order uh, when giving a Labor Day speech in Detroit. Or... <laughs> were those the papers that his sexual assault accuser have said exist? And he just had them conveniently stolen while he was in Detroit. So, so we got a lot of things to look at. Yeah. Another thing, yeah. uh, Vice uh, President Biden, on his first day in office, fired 20,000 union workers on the Keystone XL pipeline. Sure did. That day. That should be uh, his, you know, Labor Day announcement that he's hiring back those 20,000 union members instead of firing them. Well, he probably is. Maybe that's what last night was, Lee. I think last night was Joe Biden's Labor Day speech that I'm going to hire those union workers who were laid off by my executive order to be the new Gestapo. So I think that's (laughs) I think that's kind of where we're at. All right, man. I, I appreciate it. But you have a good weekend. okay? You too. All right. You take care. Uh, so, again, if you're on Rumble, please hit that subscribe button. If you're new, got uh, got a pre- considering this is the Friday before a holiday, 
Got a significant chunk of you out there on Rumble, and I know a lot of you are new, so please just do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. I would really appreciate that. Robert, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Yes, thank you. Um, quick uh, comment and a question. Mm-hmm. He, Biden keeps talking about threat to democracy. I wish they would get their facts straight. Maybe read the Constitution. But we're not a democracy. We're a republic. It actually states that the Constitution mm-hmm. in uh, Article 4, Section 4, we're a republic, not a de- democracy. And they keep interchanging these terms. And I mean, there's some similarities, but there's a lot of differences. Sure. Well, and to per- perfect example, before you move on to your next point, perfect example, um, so I did a couple of short-form videos today because Jean-Pierre, I don't know if you saw this, Robert, but Jean-Pierre went out there and said, if you are not in the majority of Americans in thinking about something, so in other words, if your opinion on something is different than what the majority of Americans are, you are, in her mind, by her words, by definition, you're an extremist. So she just so again, they're pushing this democracy thing. And, you know, maybe we are a threat to democracy because we are actually a republic and we're a threat to the system that they actually want to go to, which is mob rule. But Jean-Pierre just earlier today said that if you don't think like a majority of Americans, then you're an extremist. And so I did a nice little video where I pointed out all the times that Democrats and even Jean-Pierre herself have been in the minority of opinion. So I guess they're all extremists, too. Yeah, um, these. I don't know if it's because it's ignorance on their part. They it's don't not know ignorance. No, no, no. It's not ignorance. Uh, I'm telling you right now. This is it's intentional. It's willful. They've been trying to move to a democracy away from a representative republic for a long time. That is the entire premise behind flyover country. The entire premise behind flyover country is you should not have an equal say in our government because you're just flyover country. We're the majority in the coast and these big metropolises and we should be able to tell everybody what to do that's the entire premise of their their whole thing getting rid of the electoral college is exactly what they want to do because they don't want to be a representative republic that's a good point yeah it's intentional um, it's not by accident or ignorance it's intentional yeah my other question is okay i'm a veteran you're a veteran mm-hmm. if things escalate and they really get to the really ugly part do you would you foresee our military turning their weapons on civilians? Some of them, yeah. I mean, they, mm-hmm. yep. Not all of them. I, was, I mean, no. Well, I mean, I guess I know when I was in, I would never, you know, I would not order my people to do it, and I wouldn't take an order to do it either. It's going to come. Shoot the guy that was telling me to do it. Yeah. So here's here's how this is probably going to go down. I actually did an assessment of this ah, two years ago, something like that. It's going to come down to your commanders, okay? Which commanders are loyal to the tyrannical government? Which commanders are loyal to the Constitution? Those commanders will take a feel over, you know, who under their command shares those ideals and who do not. They will start making, you know, um, moves based on that. Uh, And people who are with them will stay with them. People who are not with them will be moved or, you know, somehow separated or something of that nature, right? People who are in units that remain loyal to a tyrannical government will have a choice to make. Do they go along with the tyrannical government just to keep their job? Or do they um, basically abandon their post? Do they go AWOL in order to join the other side? Uh, You're going to get a lot of that. Um, Again, this is like doomsday scenario, folks. Okay, Just kind of highlighting how this typically plays out in a situation like that. And then it'll take some time. You'll start to figure out which units are on which side and that sort of thing. We saw this a lot with Turkey's 
a little dust up here a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, ultimately we'll figure out kind of where people stand. But, you know, there there's something called MILTOC. I don't know if you're familiar with MILTOC. Now, MILTOC are military personnel on TikTok. Not that long ago, there was a young woman who is in the military and she went on TikTok to proclaim to everybody that if she's ordered to install martial law in an American city and you don't obey her curfew, you become the enemy and she can shoot you and she would happily do it. Now, this is a member of the military who said this on TikTok. Now, if this were if this were the times when I was in, she would have been dishonorably discharged because that's not what martial law is about. Martial law is not about controlling the population. Martial law is installed to protect the population from a threat. The population isn't your enemy if they're out after curfew. The population needs to be protect, protected from this threat. And she has twisted it the other way. Mark my words, there are other people like her that are in the military. There are other people like her that are going to be in your police departments all across the country. But there's going to be a whole lot of people who disagree. And it just so happens, according to the polling since the beginning of time, most of your combat MOS personnel are squarely pro-Constitution and they're anti-leftism. So it's the the efforts that you're seeing right now to wokeify the military and to put this litmus test in place to separate people from the military because of vaccination status and religious beliefs and that sort of thing is an effort to make a secularized military that will obey any and all commands from the party. And again, the party, when I refer to the party, that's Orwellian, is from 1984, but the party is the political class. It is not a party. It's not the Democrats or the Republicans. So there is an effort right now to make the military more compliant to carry out these types of orders. That is that is the plan. It ain't going to happen overnight. They're going to try and do this over you know generations probably. But that's where we're at. There's a reason that they're separating so many combat elements. There's a reason that Navy SEALs and Tier 1 and Tier 2 operators are not able to deploy now because they refuse to get vaccinated, even though they're the healthiest people in this country. There's a reason for that. And it is all designed to get rid of people who will not conform and blindly obey the, the edicts of the military. I mean, they, they took entire battalions out of the Indiana National Guard for crying out loud for not getting vaccinated, even though we have them on tape admitting that refusing the vaccination is not any is not illegal and they're perfectly permissible, especially if they've already had covid, according to the UCMJ. But they're still separating those people, Robert. Do they still teach the concept of a legal order? No, everything's wokeism now. I mean, just another thing came out yesterday where you got a high-ranking military member that told everybody, don't hire middle-aged white guys. Guess who's a middle-aged white guy? This stupid idiot telling you not to hire middle-aged white guys. You know, it, it's, this is, when you have the Navy who does a, you know, a little, like, program, a little video presentation, and the guy is wearing a white sweater with a rainbow on it, and you got the Marine Corps you know, tweet, tweeting out pictures of the Marine Corps helmet with, you know, bullets on there, and they're all rainbow-tipped. Nothing wrong with gay people. It's just that that's not what the military is about. You, you aren't white. You're not brown. You're not black. You're not yellow. You're not red. You're not rainbow. You're green. 
That's the military that I was in. I'm sure that's the military that you were in, Robert. That's the military the vast majority of veterans were in. You're green. That's that's it. You're green. You're a band of brothers, and your job is to break things and kill people and protect the innocent. That's it. And they are doing everything they can to push those folks out. The sheepdogs, if you will. They're pushing the sheepdogs out, and they're letting the sheep in. And they're giving the sheep, um, you know, terrifying weapons and marching orders and things like that. In your opinion, are we heading down this road? Yes. In my opinion, we are heading down this road. Are we there yet? No. Do I think that we can turn it around? Absolutely. But this is something that I can see in 2030. Okay, I'll say 20 to 50 years from now, this thing blows up. I really think so. If this isn't righted, if this isn't fixed... It's going to get very, very ugly. That speech last night, I'm sorry, but anybody who knows anything about history knows what they saw last night. And it it may Um, not be two years. It may not be four years or anything like that. God forbid we ever get to that point. But I'm telling you what that speech was. That was not a speech about the Constitution. That was not a speech about freedom and liberty and everything the Democratic Party on a national level as a party, not all Democrats, but as as a party right now, everything they stand for is anti-American. It is anti-Constitution. It is anti-representative republic. It is anti-law enforcement, anti-military, unless it's our law enforcement or our military. Every single thing that they talk about, everything that they propose, everything that they do, is designed to be opposed to the Constitution and actively work against the general public. Everything. Well, I'm I'm in my seventies, and I thank God I won't be around to see it when and if it happens. Yeah, I I I've I know many other people who feel the same way. I hope I never right, see well, it. I hope my kids never see it. I hope my grandkids never see it. I hope. Here's my best case scenario. My best case scenario is. Something will happen, probably awful and horrible. I don't know if it'll come from an external force or an internal force. I don't know. Something's going to happen that is god-awful, and everybody will take a deep breath and go, yeah, we've been focusing on the wrong crap. We need to deal with this now as one body. And that's at this point in time, I think that's all we can hope for. Because I'm sorry, but simple politics is not going to fix this. You know, and, and again, my friend Brian Kilmeade, he's an optimist eternally um, naive, in my opinion, on this. And he thinks that the next election will fix this. And he doesn't, in my opinion, he doesn't understand what has actually been happening. He doesn't see what I've been watching since I was in the military. He doesn't see what I've been watching since I've been out of the military and why I even got into politics to begin with. He's not seeing that stuff. For this to be fixed constitutionalists republican or democrat or libertarian or whatever constitutionalists have to dominate all three branches of government probably for the next eight election cycles and i i'm not sure that that's something that can happen to be honest with you i really don't think so i hope i'm wrong sincerely hope i'm wrong I don't know. no uh, thank you for your input appreciate it you bet all right robert appreciate it buy a 3d printer more coming up 95.3 mnc Open lines. Happy Friday. 
couple of days before the communist holiday known as Labor Day. Do I really need to do a history on that again? I mean, I, I did a history on it for like the first 17 years of my radio career. Do I need to do another one? It's a communist holiday, folks, but at least you get the day off. Nate, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Cassie. Happy Labor Day, man. What's up, man? Comrade. So, yeah. so last night during the Biden speech, um, he mentioned that Trump supporters and MAGA hat wearers are fascists and a threat mm-hmm. to democracy. Mm-hmm. Where is the outrage from people who voted for Trump, say, in the 2016 election like I did? I'm, I'm, 20, I'm 29 years old, high-functioning autistic. Mm-hmm. Do these Democrats think I'm a fascist? Yes. Because I know I'm not a fascist. No, of course you're not. No Trump supporter is. They're the fascists. This is a typical Leninist strategy. So Lenin would use the definition of words, but he would use their opposite meaning. And that was something that he would do to disarm his political opponents. So Lenin would basically say something, but he would use it in a way that was the opposite of what that word meant. This is why Webster's Dictionary has changed the definition of female, right? Even though female is supposed to be biology and woman was, was gender, right? But they've changed it all now. You change those definitions, you change the argument. This is a Leninist strategy. He did it very effectively. Other communist leaders and, and tyrants throughout human history have done it effectively as well. That's what's happening here. So Antifa, which are actually fascists, they go out there and they tell you that you're a fascist and that they're anti-fascist, when in fact they're the fascists. And it's all designed to make themselves look good while they do fascist tactics and attack people and you know hit people over the head with bike locks and everything else. And then people like Joe Biden go out there and say... Oh, it's the Trump supporters when they finally respond after years of being physically assaulted, when they finally respond, it's the Trump supporters who lead to violence. I did play a three. I don't know if you heard it. I played a three minute montage out of a 10 minute montage that I had of elected Democrats and Democrats were an executive post right now in the Biden administration denying the 2016 election. The media is just hmm. going to gaslight you and pretend that never happened. Unfortunately, I didn't have the pleasure to hear that. It's okay. I'll put it in the Daily Show prep, all 10 minutes of it. All righty. You know, it's, uh, they are, everything that they're doing, like I said, everything that they accuse the right of doing, they themselves are doing. Period. Right. I heard you say that many times. Yeah. I was just wondering, where's the outrage? Yeah, I mean, because because I know me, you don't know me. Right. These people never met me. And for you to label me as a fascist is an insult and an offensive to me. Sure. Listen, they 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 say it about Trump and they say that Trump is anti-Semitic and his grandkids are Jewish. His daughter's Jewish. His son-in-law is Jewish. This is the type of stuff that they do all the time. You know, every attack on this guy, there are legitimate criticisms of Trump and his behavior and some of the things that he did in office, but every attack the left chooses to launch against him is based on a lie. Every single one of them. They don't choose to actually address some of the issues that he had with the Bureau of Land Management. They don't choose to address some of those things. They only choose to spread lies about him. So where's the outrage on the lies? Well, you, you'll hear them on this show. You'll hear them on on uh, Truth Social. Um, but every, everywhere else where people try to post it, it gets taken down. That's the whole point. The whole point is to take over the, the town square, which is why the Biden White House has been working with social media to censor doctors, journalists, and people like you and me. Because if we censor them and we don't allow them in the de facto town square of Twitter and Facebook and things like that and YouTube, right, and on Google... 
if we don't allow them there, then fewer people are going to see them and be able to respond. Rumble is growing. Rumble's amazing. Rumble's where I live stream my show, but Rumble has 4% of the audience of YouTube. That's why Trump is not allowed to be featured on YouTube in any capacity. They don't want anybody with a message that might destroy the narrative to be on YouTube because they don't want anybody to see it. That's why I keep telling people, you've got to leave Facebook, you got to leave Twitter, you have to leave YouTube. You've got to go to these alternate platforms for your information and your news and for shows like this. Keep those other social medias to talk to your family and stuff, but you, you need you need to leave and go to go elsewhere for this other stuff. You have to. I just wish people would just, you know, have more outrage and go on and go on offense because what was said last night was utterly ridiculous. Absolutely. I agree with you. All right, Nate. Appreciate it, man. I just Thank don't you. understand where I just don't understand where the outrage is. Well, you know, it's there. It's just being hidden from you. All right, man. I got to roll. Appreciate the call. Thank you much. Like I said, you know, people are outraged. People are angry. You even saw members of the traditional press. I'll say this. Brianna Kyler. I disagree with her on almost everything, but she is married to a Green Beret. And she was furious that those Marines were behind Joe Biden last night. And she posted about it. And she got attacked by every left-wing blue checkmark journalist in the country as a result of that. And she's got a husband who's in the military, Green Beret, okay? Again, I disagree with everything that that woman says. But her point was the Marines never should have been in that spot, period. And she's right. But they were there on purpose. It was a veiled threat. That's what it was about. That's what the red lights were about and everything else. It was a veiled threat against you. And then he proceeded to dehumanize you for the entire speech, which is exactly what tyrants and dictators do to their political rivals because it makes it much easier to attack your political rivals if they're not seen as human beings. All, you're racist, you're sexist, you're this, you're that, you're that. That's all designed to dehumanize you. So that way, when time does come for something to happen, it's supported and easily accepted. MNC News time is 434. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company? Again, they are your used car experts. This is where we got our last vehicle. Uh, it's time for you to upgrade. It's time for you to get a vehicle that you can truly use in any situation, one that matches the needs of your family and also any potential needs for weather, climate, disasters, you know, that sort of stuff. Go to rbcarcompany.com. Let them know that I sent you. Again, they, they treated my family great. Uh, we were there for maybe two hours, tester of like six vehicles. And they made sure the kids were entertained and had a movie to watch and had snacks and all that stuff so they didn't uh, you know, start having attitude problems. You know how that is. When you buy a car and you're there all day and the kids finally go, that's it, we've had enough, and they start losing it, which I don't blame. I, I wish I could do that too, but that wasn't a problem. It was not a problem at R&B Car Company. So they're good people. They'll treat you right. And they'll give you a good deal. Go to rbcarcompany.com. Let them know I sent you, please. Okay. I want to address something that I saw on the Discord server. And here we go. Sia writes, how many people took the shot? I don't know if I trust the military to stand by we the people. This can address what that caller had mentioned. Robert, I believe is his name. You know, they just conducted a massive experiment on you. And I'm not talking about the science behind the vaccine or anything. It was a massive social experiment. Can we get people to do something that we tell them to do 
even though everything that we've ever published in our research about it says it won't work. I went back to 2007. I gave you every single peer-reviewed and clinical trial on masks that was ever done. Ever. Not a single one says it works against an aerosolized virus. Not a single one. They all say the exact opposite. You were told that they would work. In spite of all of the science, which is universal and 100%, there wasn't a single deviating study. Not one. They never produced one either. When people mention that when you keep re-wearing cloth masks over and over and over again, you can get upper respiratory infections and things like that. What do they tell you? Fake news, that won't happen, that's not real. In spite of clinical trials, multiple peer-reviewed studies, published on the CDC, the WHO, and the, the NIH websites that says, yes, you will absolutely get those upper respiratory infections. What did kids get? Why is Leanna Wen now suddenly really upset, even though she pushed masking for over 15 months? Because her kid is developmentally behind now. And she's even acknowledging the risk of health. We knew very early on that schools were safe. We knew that, folks, in the first month the pandemic hit Europe because France noticed something and immediately started studying it. And yet they kept schools closed. And there's still people running for school board right now who advocate for schools to be closed and for masking to happen. We knew from the very beginning that the vaccines were not good for kids. We knew it. Didn't matter. They're still pushing it for your five-month-old baby. We knew early on that the vaccines were more harmful to younger people, particularly young men and teenage boys, than the, the virus was. Did that matter? No. They still got people to comply. Saw somebody wearing a mask today in their own car. They're still doing it. They're still complying, even though the CDC is like, yeah, just treat everybody the same. They got grandparents to not want to see their own grandkids for fear that the grandparent was going to get sick from the grandkid if the grandkid wasn't vaccinated. Folks, they turned grandparents against their own family. You think for a second they can't convince with a public relations campaign a large chunk of this population to turn against you? Why was Gina Carano fired from The Mandalorian in Disney? Do you remember? She posted a meme. Do you remember what the meme was? She posted a meme about how the Nazis dehumanized the Jews and turned their neighbors against them first. That's what allowed them to come for the Jews without the neighbors interfering. That's what allowed the neighbors to turn in their Jewish neighbors to the authorities. It was an historically accurate message she was saying she's like look don't let the government divide us this is what the nazis did they turned neighbors against neighbors and that's how they were able to get the jews and she was slandered as being anti-semitic even though nothing she said was anti-semitic not at all but see her message was dangerous because her message let the cat out of the bag and you can't have people with influence letting the cat out of the bag why do you think doctors who are treating COVID patients every single day can't post on social media right now? Why do you think all of the content that was removed by YouTube, which now falls within the guidelines of YouTube's new COVID guidelines, why isn't that content being, being replaced? Why aren't the channels that YouTube kicked off being reinstalled? Why isn't there an apology being issued? Don't think for a second 
that they can't turn large swaths of this population against you simply because they say something, because they already have. Tom, welcome to the program. Yeah, um, you covered just about everything that I was fixing to cover. The only di- the only thing difference is when I was watching that last night, I was waiting for the big yellow uh, yellow sign to drop. I think a lot of people were. You. A lot of people <laughs> were, dude. You know, it, look, what people... it, that was without a doubt. That was a I called it on Truth Social Day. I called it a callback to to Nazism. And, and that's that's what most people saw when they looked at it. They go, eh, that's not normal. That's not what American presidents look like. You know, that's well, that's, that's just not. He, that's what he was spending all of his time over in China because he was learning how to do this. I mean, they've been doing this for the last 30 years. Yeah. They started that in the schools. Mm-hmm. They told the, the teachers were telling the kids, don't listen to your parents because they're stupid. Right. You do what you want to do. And they're gradually working this. They've been doing working on this a little bit at a time for the last 30, 40 years, and people have not picked up on it. I'm going to tell you right now, if they don't get their head out of their hind end and get this straightened out in the next two to three years and take back control, you might as well bend over and kiss your hind end goodbye because it's all over but the history. Yeah, it's not looking good. And people just don't, un- people don't understand how far down the road we've went with this crap. No. No, and a lot, a lot of people who are well-meaning people don't understand either. That's the problem. Yeah, well, the, the, the problem with it is they don't believe this can happen in this country. I know. Well, in spite of our own history, history it, right. it's happening. In spite of our own history of it happening multiple times in this country. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tom, I, I, I got a heartbreak here, man. I got to bail, but I appreciate the call, buddy. Okay. All right, you take care. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, every time I. Everybody's like, yeah, it can't happen in the United States. I always have to remind people, like, yeah, well, there's a lot of people in the United States. It's kind of weird that, you know, even left-wing people are like, it won't happen in the United States, while constantly telling you how the United States has done this to minorities throughout its entire history. It's kind of weird how how they have that juxtaposition, don't you think? Because every belief the left has contradicts another one of their beliefs. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, open lines 574-2595-953. Somebody asked when the daily show prep will be posted. It's posted on btmedia.news at the end of every show. All right, Bertrand, welcome to the program. Yes, I'm a longtime listener of talk radio going all the way back to Paul Harvey and the, the Mannion Forum. Okay. And I heard, I was listening to some of your... Uh, people that called in about the military and in around 1980 Clarence Mannion retired Dean of Law at Notre Dame had a half hour talk show at in the evening and he exposed the Federal Reserve for what it really was it's not federal it's not a reserve mm-hmm. and the IRS is the co- private collection agency of the Federal Reserve and the IRS is also not part of the federal government. That's where Biden's going to get his private army, 87,000, plus they already have 70,000. It's about uh, 150,000 armed men coming after us citizens. And I got a problem with that. Sure, I think a lot of people do. They got 1,100 rounds of ammo per per gun in the IRS right now, too, and they're buying more. So something to think about. Oh, yeah. 
by the way, I, I, I really like the things you bring up and talk about, but sometimes you talk a little bit too fast. Yeah, I have a tendency to do that. I do. But I, I love the show. You, Bongino, Killmead, I listen to you guys now every day. Thank you. I appreciate that. You have a good weekend. You too, sir. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a, that is a fatal flaw that I have, is talking too fast sometimes. There's so much up there, sometimes I've just got to butt vomit it out. And if I don't, you know, then I'd run out of time. Adam, welcome to the program. Hi, I got a quick question. I know it's random, but you mentioned in one of your RV car company plugs about prices of vehicles coming down or something like that. So, could you explain that to me? Because we are. So here, here's here's what's uh, here's what's about because I know there's been massive inflation. Then the used car market went kind of nuts. Um, right yeah. now. We are seeing a ton of vehicles come into auctions and low mileage vehicles that were just purchased like when the economy was good or during COVID. And now that the economy is kind of taking a, a bit of a, a bump, a lot of people can't afford those vehicles anymore. They're starting to get into the auction, which means they're going to start showing up at these dealerships. You're going to start seeing supply of used vehicles um, increase and you're going to start seeing prices come down. Great. I can't wait. Yeah, I think a lot of people are in the same. Because I'm looking for a truck. Yeah, it, that's that's the thing that I was just talking to a buddy about today. He's like, yeah, I've been wait, waiting for a truck. I'll probably just, uh, you know, pick one of these things up. But, yeah, I've got a couple of uh, dealer friends who are saying, yeah, we're starting to get some really affordable inventory. Prices should be yeah, coming down soon. I appreciate explaining that to me. Thanks. You bet. I appreciate it, man. Take care. All right. Thanks. You bet. Okay. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Uh, you can also post on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host. Uh, try and if you post on Rumble, try and post it during a commercial break when I'm engaging with the audience. Otherwise, it'll it might end up being a bit of an issue and I won't be able to uh, you know to see your comments. So just make sure you do that. Uh, Brian, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. Hi there. Um, long listener. Uh, subscribed on Rumble, all the, the good stuff. Appreciate um, that. Anyway, you're, you're making comments about COVID, and one of the issues that I have is we've already gotten past the mask, except for the hospitals and the doctor's office. Why is that? Why have we already gotten past the mask? No, why are the hospitals and the doctor's office still enforcing masks when pretty much everywhere else has gotten past the masks? That is a good question, especially considering how many nurses and doctors I talk to throughout COVID are like, we all know that this doesn't work. We all get training on this. Um, something else happened, too. I wish I had an answer for you. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know if it's keeping up appearances. I, I genuinely honestly have no idea I, I truly don't you know we always had masks in the in the office for bacteria and that sort of thing and they would always put a you know that sort of stuff but is it still like kind of like intense it's not back to pre-covid normal it's still everywhere uh in michigan yeah i okay i have not been to i have not been to a doctor in okay. michigan well i have to take that back I've been to my eye doctor. My eye doctor pretty much dropped it. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Sheska up in St. Joe, if okay. anybody wants, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I know Dr. Sherry O'Donnell also doesn't require it, but she was she's an independent. Yeah, she's so a frontline doctor, too. Yeah. So, well, so she's not associated with any hospitals. 
And you know, part that's associated with the hospitals. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what who's associated with. I know Sherry because she ran for office. She was on the show, but um, it's a good question. I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to do some digging, and I have a story out of Berkeley that might kind of touch on this a little bit. I'm on a hard break for the news right now, but Brian, appreciate the call. I'll come back to your question at the end of the uh, the news break. Okay. You have a good weekend. Alrighty. All right. Let's see if I can come up with an answer here. Uh, might be big pharma. Might be. Might just be imaging. And propaganda type stuff could be could be something else. We'll talk about that coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel online, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Watch the live stream with us. All right. Somebody who works for a hospital called and said the reason that we are all still wearing masks because the CDC is still requiring us to wear masks. The CDC, of course, gets tens of millions of dollars in private uh, funding from Big Pharma, the FDA, gets massive quantities of funding from Big Pharma. In fact, the biopharmaceutical industry actually provides the FDA 75% of their drug review budget. I know that we've talked about this during the, the whole COVID thing. The pharmaceutical companies that develop the drugs pay 75% of the FDA's drug review budget. Yeah, not at all. A conflict of interest, ladies and gentlemen. And you wonder why the latest vaccine has not been tested on any humans at all. But, of course, you're supposed to stick it in your five-month-year-old kid's hand, right? Hand, arm, whatever. I tried telling you during the pandemic that once they can mandate one vaccine, they will mandate the rest of them. Berkeley University is demanding that students wear masks if they are not vaccinated against the flu. Told you. Flu vaccines are coming. Every other vaccine's coming. Aerosolized vaccines are next. We've talked about the aerosolized vaccines. They're just gonna they're gonna crop dust the population. You won't have a choice but to get vaccinated. If you have an adverse reaction to the vaccine, ah, too bad. You're collateral damage. Then they're gonna come up with, and they're developing right now, Bill Gates is. Um, they're developing a vaccine that acts as a virus itself. What could possibly go wrong? So you'll vaccinate one person. That person will go and mingle with everybody else, and they'll spread their little monkeypox vaccine all over the world. I tried telling you this stuff was going to happen. And like I said, it wasn't meant to get into the COVID thing. It was just to illustrate, if you doubted for a second that the powers that be, the party, the political class, that they could turn large swaths of people against other swaths of people in spite of the fact that we are a very divided society right now they turned grandparents against their own grandkids during covid they turned everybody against everybody during covid and now they're changing the way that the cdc presents information so that way you are less likely to find the actual scientific research remember we, we talked about how the cdc is changing the way it's doing stuff the information that's going to be readily available on the cdc.gov website is not going to be all of the scientific research. It's not going to be the studies, which is what it's, it is now. They're going to hide all of that stuff. And instead, the easily accessible information on cdc.gov is going to be information that supports their public message. And that's according to the CDC's director. So... Instead of saying something and me going, well, how is that true? If you've got 10 studies on CDC.gov that says what you're telling me right now is wrong, 
and you don't have a single study that says that what you're saying now is right and that these 10 studies are wrong, how is it you're telling me what you're telling me? So they're just going to hide those 10 studies so you don't find them. That's what they're going to do. That's where we're going. Joe, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, Kenji. How you doing today? Doing well. What's on your mind? Good. Well, you know, these 87,000 new IRS agents, I'm thinking since Congress has you know, been exempt from Obamacare mm-hmm. and they get a perpetual pension from one term in office, mm-hmm. wouldn't it make sense that these 87,000 agents first audit every member of Congress before they bring it out to the rest of us? Oh, of course. It would make sense. It won't happen. Well... What do we do? I mean, every time I vote for somebody, mm-hmm. I ask them, what is your you know, things about insider trading? Mm-hmm. You know, shouldn't there be laws that pertain to for one pertain to all? Mm-hmm. Why were they excluded or exempted from Obamacare? Right. And then you have this. It drives me absolutely crazy. It should. You know Raphael Warnock, right? Yes. Okay. Did By you way, know? I listen to you guys all day long. Okay. Did you know? That he doubled his income in his first year in the United States Senate? Well, Did you know that? Even, uh, yeah, no, I didn't know he doubled it. He doubled it. They all come out millionaires. He doubled it. Okay. He's in he's in the Senate one year and he doubles his pay. How? Uh, I, <laughs> I mean they, they yeah, have some pu- yeah, oh, yeah. he had some speaking fees. Yeah, come on. Oh yeah. He didn't double yeah. he didn't double his pay in speaking fees. Come on. <laughs> It's uh, but this happens with yeah, it happens with almost everybody. Not everybody, but almost everybody who goes to Washington D.C. You know, it's um, and and because look, uh, because of all of this stuff, this is one of the reasons that you don't get a lot of the secrets. And this is why Madison Cawthorn he violated the golden rule. The golden rule was keep your mouth shut about the people that you serve with, right? Madison mm-hmm. Cawthorn didn't, and because Madison Cawthorn didn't, and again, I'm not saying that he doesn't have his problems. He certainly does. But because he didn't keep his mouth shut, everybody turned on him and everybody accused him of all sorts of heinous stuff that he he wasn't responsible for. Every leak that possibly came out, all of these things were known by politicians. You think the politicians didn't have a tape of him goofing around with his friends at that frat party that he was at? They had it. They didn't care about it. They released it because he talked. That's that's the re he talked about drug use and he talked he talked about uh, intimate after parties and things like that. And the people that that got the most upset, I believe, are guilty. Yeah, they came off as guilty. Maybe they're not, but they came off that way. I you know? just you know, it, it, I don't know how you can keep it all together when you run across this all day long, every day. Well, um, just- I'm dead inside. I don't know about you. <laughs> so it's <laughs> that's <laughs> it, I, I mean that's that's just you know that's how it look I, I my my kids kind of keep me grounded you know that's really yeah. all I can say is my kids keep me grounded as most fathers will tell you it's their kids yeah. that keep them grounded um and if I didn't have them I don't know I don't know how I would handle any of this to be yeah. honest with you, I really don't you know, know. Our, every father always tries to make the world better for their kids that's right and you know, we and I, I know Casey, you do. I try to do the best I can, but this next generation behind us and what's going on with their entitlements and mm-hmm. this bailouts and get, I, I don't I, know what's going to happen. I've got anymore. a great story about that. Depending on the the volume of phone calls today, if if it's not today, it'll be it'll be next week. 
great story about Gen Z. So, well, I'll be listening as I do every day. I appreciate it. Enjoy you have a good weekend show. and uh, celebrate Thank the uh, communist holiday. Yeah. All right. Okay, comrade. We'll <laughs> you got it. <laughs> the communists have only given you three things poverty, death, and Labor Day. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. So John's out, and so it's a good reference for Lord of the Flies now, right? At any rate. Well, I mean, there's only two of us, but yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) And you're in charge, right? (laughs) I guess. I don't know. There's really nobody um, in charge in Lord of the Flies, though. Isn't that kind of the point? Yes, I'm with you. All right. It's feeling good today, I got to tell you, though. Well, it did feel good (laughs) earlier. I wish I had a hammock, but my dog ate it. My brand new, my brand new military grade hammock. My dog ate it. I'm so mad. All right, what's what's on your mind before we got to head to break? Well, right quick, I'll just try to make these things quick, and they're more really more rhetorical. You know, I wonder what it would have felt like being in Germany as everything unfolded, and you know, Hitler's making all these crazy accusations against you know, the Jews and his political opposition and all these things. And then the reason why it came about is because, like, food shortages and financial instability and all these things. And, and so it really feels like we're seeing the be- beginning of, like, a crystal knock, you know, mm-hmm. the, the magas are the problems mm-hmm. or night of the long night, you know, it, it just... Oh, yeah. It feels like we're on the cusp of it. Yep. And I think you're 100% right. And, you know, I think people need to wake up. And you look at our area. You know, we're, we're starting to see the slowdowns in the RV, only working three days a week, limited hours, all these things. People are looking at their paycheck. And they need to ask themselves, why? Yep. How is this happening? Now, you know, back in Germany, they aligned themselves with companies and they were all intermingled and you know the thing is the next thing that's coming that's loading up and i know you know about it it's hard to explain is esg because the government can't get these things done they're going to these mega corporations and forcing them to engage in these policies and why don't we have oil well part of the big part of the reason is that the oil companies can't get loans to drill oil from the banks because the banks were told you will not loan money. Mm -hmm. And it's just starting to unfold. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And this is why I preach the parallel economy so much. This is why I've been doing it for over a decade. You know, because as somebody who was a victim of Operation Choke Point, and when Obama went after, you know, payday lenders and also he went after Second Amendment businesses, you know, the gun stores got all of the attention, but it wasn't just the gun stores. You know, my business was shut down for nine months. We couldn't get a payment processor. There's nobody to do it. And then when we finally found a payment processor, we had to pay triple what everybody else paid. I had to get terrorism insurance because I sell knives. This is a true story. I have, I have to have terrorism insurance because I sell knives. Yeah. You know, just yeah. because somebody might use my my knife as as a as in a terrorist attack. And I, and I asked the, the insurance agent, I'm like, just, just out of curiosity, like, do kitchen cutlery companies have to do this too? And he said, no. I was like, oh, okay. So it's, it doesn't matter <laughs> what the, I guess it just matters what type of knife it is. So, it, 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 you know, well, this is the type of stuff, though, that they, they will, they constantly will come after you. And remember in Germany, 
There's a couple of things. One, uh, I think people forget the attack on, on Jewish people was not instantaneous and visceral. It was very subtle. It took a while to get there. And do you remember what the Germans did, the Nazis specifically did, to justify their attacks against Jewish people? Do you remember what, what tool they used? Besides the press and everything oh, else. They used science. Oh, they used science. Right. They said, you know, the, the science of being a Jew led to genetic problems, led to disease, led to death. They used science. They didn't use religion. They didn't use, you know, um, any kind of like, a, how, do I, how do I say, it's hyperbolic. Yes, it's all hyperbolic. But, you know, they didn't use faith. They didn't use these this innuendo type thing. They didn't use politics. They used science. The Jews were right. going to get you all killed because of genetics. And here's all of these scientists who were out there on radio every single day and in print telling everybody, yes, I'm a scientist. I'm an expert. Trust me. Trust me. And the Jews are bad and the Jews are, are icky and the Jews are going to make you sick and, and kill you. And and oh, and in addition to that, they happen to be the ones that are responsible for everything that happened in World War One and all this other stuff. So they use science as a tool to demonize an entire group of people instead of just using hyperbolic religious type language. And a lot of, I'm sorry, but I see a lot of similarities right now. I really do. And that's why I've been banging you're, this drum for so long. You're 100% right. But, you know, you're, look, you're, you're 100% right, Casey. We're either going to right the and, ship uh, or we're not. And as, I, as I've said this week, you know, God forbid there is some kind of a conflict that brews. Uh, conservatives are going to have a lot more fun than liberals will. That's, you know, um, one more point I'll make is, or one more thing I'll tell you is, I'm on Rumble. Okay, okay, I'm on True Social. Mm-hmm. BT Media is fantastic. I'm 55 years old. I even figured out Discord, and now I'm a part of the horde, and I love those people. Thank it's you. Like a family. We Good. have so much fun during the show. I recommend everybody to get, get involved. Just be involved. Absolutely. And really, that's all I got to say, Kate. I mean, I appreciate you, it. Brother. Thank you so much. You take care. Bye. And uh, for those of you who don't know what BT Media is, again, I, my old website was The Burning Truth. Killed it off. We've rebranded under the umbrella of BT Media. And if you go to btmedia.news, that's where you'll find the news product, right? You'll find the daily show prep. You'll find the podcast. You'll find the news aggregator of, of headlines that cater towards conservatives every single day. And lots of them. You can go to btmedia.news and you can look at the, the aggregator and you will have all of the news you need for that day. And it's all in one spot. No bouncing around from website to website or anything like that. It's all there. You want to watch the live stream on Rumble? I appreciate it. You don't have to. You can watch it on btmedia.news. I still need you to subscribe on Rumble. That is super important. I can't tell you how important that is. But this is, um, you know, BT Media was designed just to be a place for my audience to hang out. And they are a solid group of people. And I hope that some of the ideas in my head I'll be able to do with them uh, in the near future. I really do. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Uh, back to the phone lines we I'm go. Donovan, welcome to the program. Hey, good evening. How you doing today? I'm hanging in there, man. What's up? Um, got a question to ask. You brought this up a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
about what the Biden administration is trying to do with um, gun owners and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you even brought up the possibility of a second civil war if this happens. Somebody asked me if he thought that we could be heading in that direction. Yes. Okay. I, I'm thinking we are, personally. You think we are? How, how, far, how are. far away do you think we, we might be for something like that? Oh, uh, well, I think we're. it depends on what Biden does. Oh, okay. Let's just put it that way. So you, you say pretty close. I say pretty close because if, if they start going after gun owners and stuff like that, I think that it's going to get ugly. Well, here's what I, I can definitively tell you. The moment law enforcement starts going to homes to confiscate, that's when bodies start piling up. Yeah, that's that's the truth, um, which is why they're doing everything they can to not do that. They're they're trying to go about right. it different ways and, and things because they know. I mean, they, they know that that's that's it, it, like I said, I mentioned this earlier. Do you think that what happened in Australia wouldn't have happened here during covid if they weren't afraid of an armed population? Oh, absolutely. You know what happened in China, you know, dragging children away from their home. Uh, dragging people who are COVID positive away from their home, stopping people in the street and giving them a test right there in the middle of the street and then hauling them off. That would happen in the United States, except one thing, they're afraid of getting shot in the face. And they know that Americans, if it got to that point, would do that. We're very restrained. And, you know, we're, we're patriots. We love law enforcement. We love the military. We love our country. We love the peaceful transition of power. We don't want there to be violence, but let's be perfectly honest here. There's a limit to that. And if this were the 1700s, if this were the 1800s, there would have already yeah. been a war. There's no oh, doubt. Yeah. There is no doubt at all. The founding fathers and the second generation founding fathers would have already started stacking bodies. There is no doubt about that. Oh, absolutely. So we're we're very, very patient because we love this country. It's it's not a um, it's not a loyalty to state mentality now. You know, post-Civil War, it's loyalty to the nation, and, and that's our, our personality traits. And, and we don't want to go to war with Americans. We love Americans. But, you know, at the same time, it, that patience has a limit, and they're really pushing it. Oh, absolutely, they are. And, I mean, Joe Biden's statements are just, I mean, it just seems like, and you know the, the uh, Orwell's 1984, where they do the 15 minutes of of hate speech, or I, I was a five minute, I forget what it was, but mm. where a person's speaking and not everybody's screaming. I, almost like when Biden speaks, that's almost what the instinct is. Every time Biden gives a public address, I can reference 1984, like every single time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's all in sock, it's all newspeak, all of it. And, you know, if you're uh-huh. out there and you're listening to Donovan and I having this discussion, you're like, what's in sock and what's newspeak? If you're, ha- if that's, in your head right now, go get 1984 and read mm-hmm. it. Or go go onto YouTube or Rumble and find the dramatized reading of it if you don't want to sit down and actually read the book. Do not watch the movie. This is right. impar- Do not watch the movie that's already been made. Read the book or the dramatized reading of the book, which is on YouTube and Rumble. I highly encourage you to read that because those are actors who just act out the book in character. And it's brilliantly done. You know, I, I, I have right. an insock sign that is made out of wood. 
and it's got backlighting from Silver Fox Art, and I love that thing so much, but it is so sad that I feel like I need to hang it up all the time. Oh, absolutely. So. <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate the call. Yeah, a, thank you. You have a good communist holiday, Donovan. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to hang up on you. It's, I mean, I did mean to hang up on you. You didn't want to hang up on you mid-sentence, so it's me being rude. I'm impatient. Now I'm, now I'm hungry. We're talking about food during the commercial break, and I'm hungry. MNC News time is 5.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company? Locations in South Bend and Warsaw, R&B Car Company, are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Uh, hopefully, hopefully my audio didn't cut out on the live stream. Yeah, it looks like the audio cut out on the live stream. Hey, it's almost like every time I talk about this stuff, something weird happens again. Every single time, nothing I can, nothing I can do about it. Sorry, folks. It's weird how that stuff happens, huh? What is that? Uh, two, two or three weeks in a row. Something controversial comes up. Live stream stops working. Weird. Strange. Some people might call that a conspiracy. Hmm. I mean, this isn't coast to coast AM, but you, you got to admit it's a little, little bizarre. I ran into this at the Federalist. Biden's declaration of war on half the country is a cynical election ploy. Joe Biden went to Philadelphia Thursday night to deliver what is, in effect, the kickoff and the keynote address for the Democratic Party's midterm election campaign. But it's not about politics. The speech he delivered was gobsmackingly dishonest and profoundly irresponsible in that its goal was to, in effect, burn the country down in order to preserve his party's congressional majorities. It was also the sort of overproduced tribute to a leader's vanity with dramatic lighting and Marine guards deployed in the background, a visual message that diverges from the humble boy from Scranton that Biden pretends to be. His weasel-worded attempts to differentiate between good Republicans and MAGA extremists who are presumably guilty of what amounts to treason falls flat when you consider that the overwhelming majority of Republicans, not to mention the 74 million people who voted for Trump in 2020, still support him, as polls show, would still vote for him again over Biden. Let's not forget, current polls right now have Trump beating Biden in a head-to-head. So yes, he was talking about treating half the country as enemies of democracy. In fact, it is the Democrats who are waging war on free speech and weaponizing the Department of Justice to settle scores of political opponents with their partisan investigations of the January 6th Capitol riot and the raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. And I want to pause here real quick because it's important that you understand everybody supports people who committed acts of violence and vandalism being charged appropriately. Everybody supports that. Everybody on the left, the right, the center has called for that. I do not support people getting seven years behind bars for casually walking into the Capitol and not engaging in any vandalism or violence. That's stupid. It's tyrannical. I don't support people in our community being detained by the Coast Guard without a warrant out for their arrest, as happened. 
I don't support people in our community as recently as two weeks ago being arrested and questioned when there's no evidence that they engaged in any violence at all at the Capitol. I don't support that. You shouldn't either. But unfortunately, increasingly, you run into people on the left who are like, oh, if you were anywhere near January 6th, even if you didn't do anything wrong, even if you were like, whoa, what the heck is going on? When did the mosh pit show up? I'm out of here. Even if you were that person, they still want you thrown in prison forever. His claim that Trump supporters are the ones threatening violence is given the lie by the fact that it was the Democrats who cheered on a summer of violent Black Lives Matter riots and doubtless would do so again if it served their political purposes. I would also like to remind everybody, President Trump came out in 2018, his State of the Union address, and he gave a speech about unity, and he praised all Americans... Republicans, Democrats, and everybody else in coming together after the congressional baseball shooting. Donald Trump had a perfect opportunity to come out and go, the violent rhetoric of the left has got to stop because Representative Scalise, who's right here, was shot by a leftist activist who was enraged by the things that you were saying that weren't true about him. He didn't do that, though. Did he? He had every opportunity to. Donald Trump could have gone out every single day that there was a riot and he could have said, left-wing activists are continuing to cause violence in our cities. After Officer Dorn was murdered in the street, he could have come out and said, Democrats excusing these violent riots and promoting these violent riots every single day in the chambers of Congress and on news media, are responsible for that man's death. But he didn't. He came out and he preached unity, love, American values. And every single one of those speeches was attacked by MSNBC, CNN, the Democratic Party, every single one of them. Joe Biden goes out there, literally calls anybody who doesn't agree with him enemies of democracy with red backlighting like some some tyrant despot in the 1940s or 50s with marines behind him and the news media repeats the exact phrase that the white house has said defending democracy is not political go on twitter look at all the blue checkmark journalists out there going oh defending democracy is not political it is the exact same phrase Oh, they don't collude with the White House? They don't get their marching orders from the White House? That's exactly what Hitler did. That's exactly what Stalin did. That's exactly what Mao did. That's exactly what Castro did. That's exactly what Hugo Chavez did. We can go down the line. They all did the same thing. They all accused the other side of doing the things that they were doing. The difference is you have cameras now. You have social media now. You can see it all. And people are still believing the lie. More coming up. 95.3 MNC.
Now, I'm sorry, folks, went long, but uh, I want you to have a, a happy communist holiday and a long weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Take care.